Welcome to the You Glow Nurse Podcast, where we are growing and glowing through our nursing journey and practicing real self-care along the way. Ready for the real glow up? Join the conversation with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, BSN RN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RU Well, where I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life by creating real self-care strategies that boost energy and build real self-confidence. So if you're struggling to keep afloat in this busy nurse life and ready to ditch the hustle culture, this is a space for you. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our online community and here on the podcast for more self-care resources. Let's do it, y'all. What's going on, y'all? Welcome on into another episode of the You Glow Nurse podcast. I'm so happy you're here. So today I have an interesting topic, one that may strike a, little, a couple nerves here and there, but I want to jump right on into our topic of emotional eating. So I named this episode, How to Glow Up Through Emotional Eating. So the premise of this whole movement on the You Glow Nurse podcast is to help us nurses to glow up through our learning process, our process of becoming. If you are on here, if you are joining us on this journey to becoming your best, healthiest, wealthiest nurse self, you know it's a process. And there are some things that you may have come into nursing thinking, okay, this is how I'm going to deal with life. This is how I'm going to show up. It's going to be like this. I'm going to have it all together. Whatever preconceived notions you came into nursing with and reality hits and it's like, okay, actually, no, this is not how nursing life is going to be at all then, you know, you're in the right place. Because nursing is such a a life-changing experience. Becoming a nurse has been a life-changing experience for myself. Um, it's become, it's helped me become a better person overall and challenged me in who I am as a person, you know, am I, you know, who am I outside of this nursing life? And how have I lived my life into this point? And it's really challenged me. Like, the things that I've experienced, the stressors, the anxiety, the depression that I've experienced, all the the tough calls that I had to make. How am I dealing with that? And how am I using those hard moments, those lessons, those losses, and using it to grow me, to glow through it, and instead of burning out, instead of becoming the jaded nurse, or instead of leaving the profession altogether, y'all, because we know If you're listening to this conversation, you are a nurse and you know about the alarming stats of nurses leaving the profession at an alarming rate. The whole premise of this show is to help protect us from burning out, leaving the profession, from just becoming jaded nurses that wish they never even stepped foot into the profession to help us preserve our power, protect our power, and show up powerfully instead. Because we can we can do that. We can make a decision to improve our lives, to be more than just the nurse. And it all starts with self-care. I'm so passionate about these 
principles of self-care. And it's what I help my clients do. So I focus on self-care for new nurses. I help nurses adapt to busy nurse life by creating self-care strategies that improve confidence, energy, and motivation so that they can show up at their healthiest selves. And I focus on food, fitness, and nutrition. Food, fitness, and mental health. Sorry, (laughs) nutrition. I I love nutrition. Speaking of nutrition, we're going to get into it today. How to glow up through emotional eating. And the reason why I'm bringing it here is because I've been that nurse. I've been that person. Even before nursing, I have struggled with my weight, with my view of what healthy looks like, what beautiful looks like, and how I lived a life of restriction to achieve this healthy version of myself To in order to be the skinniest version or the most beautiful version of myself. I perceived it to be through diet restriction and and just shaming myself. And so I struggle with my weight so much and I want to dive deeper into it. And so one of the ways that I struggled was through emotional eating. That's how I dealt with my stress. That's how I dealt with the feelings of rejection. Food was my comfort. And if you're listening Now you may be feeling the same way. You may be, maybe you know someone that deals the same way with their stress, with their anxiety, with anything that comes their way. They may, that's how they may deal. That's how we cope or I have coped in the past. And so I want to break it down. I want to give you a few things that you can implement in your life to help you protect your power, protect you as a nurse, as a human being, help you build better self-care strategies so that you can show up powerfully instead. Because what emotional eating does to you is, you know, just leave you in a state of feeling guilty, resentful, feeling ashamed. And then you create the cycle of just self-sabotage. Every time you want to do better, you end up just you know, going back to your same patterns. And today we want to create a healthier relationship with food. And today I'm going to give you some strategies, share with you some things that have changed my life and how you can glow up through it all. Because remember, we take in those L's, we take in those hard lessons learned and we're turning them into wins. We're still finding the light at the end to, you know, to really just to, to, to become our very best. We're not using it as a way to, to put ourselves down or to take away our worth. We're all learning and having that growth mindset is so key to not only just growing as a nurse, growing as a leader, growing in your, you know, your self-improvement journey, just overall. If you have a growth mindset, you are going to be able to adapt, reflect, adapt and grow. So that's what we want to create that growth mindset. Okay. So, like I said earlier, um Food was my comfort. Food was how I dealt with a lot of things that would come into my life. And I'm just looking at some notes because I wrote a lot of these things down. Normally, I type a little Word document out, but I thought it was just so important to get this message out. Like, let's talk about some real self-care strategies. And food is one way that we can improve our self-care because it's not just about living that restrictive lifestyle or yo-yo diets in order to be your healthiest self. It's really creating that healthier relationship. And if you've ever struggled with emotional eating, 
You have maybe been up and down with your relationship with food. And today I want to challenge you. So like I said, I uh, was stressed anytime I was worried, anytime even when I was bored or even procrastinating. Um, that was something that would trigger me and would cause me to seek relief in food, causing me to rely on food for relief. That is how I chose to comfort myself when I was really sad. I would just look to food when in reality, I needed to do some inner work. So if you've ever been there, you know that's something, this is not a good pattern. You may already know, like Fallon, Fallon, I've been there, like something needs to change, something needs to give. So before we get into any of that, I just want to remind you, if any of this resonates with you, I'm not going to leave you out here just stranded. I'm not going to leave you out here empty handed because I want to give you actual tools and I want to leave you with something that you can do today, right now. You don't have to wait. Go ahead, download my three self-care strategies. You can start right now today to start improving your nurse life, improving your life, period, giving you more strategies that you don't have to wait until you get to the vacation or get to the spa to do. You can use these in your everyday life. So go ahead, click the link below to get these three self-care strategies today so that you can live your healthiest and happiest nurse life. Click below for the link. And also join our online community. If you have not subscribed to the Nurse Wellness Community, that's my private Facebook group where I go live each week and I share different insights and tips every day for nurse life. And we focus on food, fitness, mental health, and all of the things that make us healthier nurses overall. Because in order to give our best, we have to put the very best for ourselves first. We have to do the things for ourselves first. And so that is the movement I am sharing with you all in the the online community. So make sure you go grab my three self-care strategy guide and join the, the online Facebook community for more. Okay. So food is our fuel, y'all. Not just to fill in the uncomfortable places, not just the way that we just look for relief. Food is our fuel. And I feel like once we we switch our brains into believing that, into making that a belief, then we can really create that healthier relationship with food because we no longer rely on it as just relief. Now, how do we take that from belief? It's like, okay, Fallon, I know that, but how do we take that into from knowledge into belief? Belief turns into action. And the only way that we do that is by really creating those aha moments, those shifts where it just comes alive to you. And it's like, that's why I do it. That is why I choose food to be my fuel because I get it. And so today, listen in, you know, grab your pen and your pad, write some notes down, open your notes app because it's going to get really good. I want to leave some points for you to help you shift into really believing and acting out food as your fuel. So like I said, it's not just, you know, food is not just there to fill those uncomfortable places, those times when we're bored. Yes, we go out, we have fun with our friends, our loved ones, and we include food. Food is like, you know, part of our society, like how we socialize, how we connect with others, but it's also our fuel. So I'm not saying that don't, have fun or like go out and have your favorite foods. 
But how, where is the line that it's just like something to fill you, that empty place where you feel uncomfortable, where you feel stressed, where you feel worried, where you feel bored, whatever those things are, rather than naming that, working on those things, rather than working on those things, you choose to go to your favorite junk food or whatever it is to fill that place rather than working on those areas that you need help. That That is a sign. So we're going to dive into it a little bit more. So I used food as a comfort and I really self-sabotaged myself during times of rejection and stress. I ate whenever it came to anything you know, anything that would cause me to, you know, any of the the stressful areas, things that I didn't want to deal with, I would just eat instead. Some of my favorite foods were like Frito pie. I would buy a whole medium sized pizza from Papa John's with a stuffed crust. And I'm a little bitty woman. I am a small woman. I am like five feet tall. For me to eat a whole medium pizza by myself in one sitting, now that is unhealthy. I would have some type of stress. I would be studying or something, you know, and all I would do was eat. I would have the Frito pie with all of the the toppings on it. And that was just a way for me to self-sabotage. And a lot of the things that, you know, went on in my head during that time was, you know, like, well, nobody loves me anyways. Like, I'm just gonna eat myself until I don't feel good about myself. And that was literally a thought that went through my head. And I was like, well, nobody loves me anyways. Food loves me. Food tastes good. So this is what I'm going to do. As I ate, my weight got up to 150 pounds, y'all. I stopped looking at the scale after like 145. And I continued to put on weight. And like I said, I'm only five feet tall. Like that is not healthy for my size. As my weight climbed, so did my self-worth, my self-value, the way I looked at myself, the way I perceived myself, plummeted. I felt so low. And I did that to myself on purpose. And it was definitely a tough time for me. There was several things going on in my life at that time that caused me to make these choices. But the Fallon that was there in that time emotional, doing the emotional eating, she could only see what was before her. There was no like self-awareness to be like, okay, Fallon, let's deal with it. What are you really feeling? It was just getting lost in the emotions, just being in the emotions, you know, like all you, the emotion felt too scary to process. The emotion felt too big for me to process. So I didn't want to feel the feeling. So what would I do to make me feel better? Food, a giant pizza, a Frito pie, some donuts. That would distract me for a moment. I would feel happy for the moment. But never dealing with my problems and my problems would still happen. My problems would still be there. My bad decisions with relationships. Um, You know, my relationship with my dad was not a good one. I didn't have a healthy relationship with myself. Like, you know, my self-care, I was terrible. Like, I didn't know how to take care of myself or like do the things that I needed to feel the way I wanted to feel, if that makes sense. Like in, in a past podcast, <clears throat> our guest Amanda Kay said, you know, 
okay, acknowledge the feeling, what you're feeling in this moment, but how do you shift into what you want to feel instead? So instead of just the pity party, I want to feel empowered. Okay, yes, I feel sad. I feel rejected. Name the names. You know, don't just run away from it. Whatever it is, if you're stressed, if you're anxious, if you're bored, if you're lonely, name it. Name it so you can change it. And then what is going to help you shift into what you want to feel, what you actually want to feel? I want to feel valuable. I want to feel loved. I want to feel accepted. And that's going to take me into our second point, you know, food and our feelings. (coughs) How is it connected? Our bodies crave comfort. Our bodies crave safety. That is one of our basic needs. Safety. Safety, love, belonging. That is one of our basic needs. And so when you're lacking that in some ways, shape, form, or fashion, your body's going to give you signs. Like, hey, Fallon, I'm lonely. I feel worried. I feel unsafe. I feel scared. Whatever it is, you know, your body's going to give you a sign. But instead of instead of running away from those scary feelings, processing it. Processing it by like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. But not being judgmental towards yourself. As a new nurse, as a nurse, it can be scary because, you know, we're considered the nurses. We're considered the ones who have it all together. We're, you know, smart, we're intellectual, we have the nursing degree, so we should have it all together, right? So why do we experience these feelings of anxiety, unsure, you know, insecure, feeling afraid, feeling lonely, feeling like, okay, I have stress because I still have bills to pay. Like, okay, I thought you were a nurse, You, you should be making money. But in reality, school loans is knocking on the door. Sally Mae is right there as soon as you graduate. Like she is not holding back, you know. So for us to have these feelings, it's normal. It's part of life. And I feel like we should be more vulnerable about the fact that, okay, not only nursing life, our life, period. As a human being, we have stresses. We have things that worry us and affect us. And, you know, Maybe you went through nursing school, you know, pushing everything off, the work you needed to do, the healing you needed to do to help you uh, feel better, Um, maybe have a better self-image or a better relationship with your parents, healing that you needed to do from your childhood past. You know, maybe you put it off because nursing school, you were working through nursing school and now it's like, okay, I graduated. I should have, I should be happy. I should have all these things together. But the triggers are still happening. People are trigger, triggering you at work. Maybe being the new person on the block is triggering you somehow, not having all the answers like you normally would have. Like, okay, you're a senior at nurse, in nursing school. Now you're back to being new again. Maybe that's triggered you. The stress of being the nurse in charge, being in charge of someone's life, it can bring up a lot of feelings. And, you know, your body's going to let you know. I'm going through a lot, Fallon. Let's let's do something different. Like, I'm going through a lot. And before in nursing school, it may have been okay to do those late nights and to have 
nothing but coffee to live on. But when you in the real thing, like, no, your body is going to let you know, like, I need something else. Like, Fallon, I need, and my body let me know, like, right away, like, even though I was like, had all the knowledge, everything, I still was lacking a lot of, um, a lot of confidence. And that's been a big battle for me. And so the way that I've dealt with it is by emotional eating. And it's normal. It's normal for our bodies to give us sign, but it's up to us to really dig deeper, look deeper, take that inner look, unjudgmental, without any judgment, without any like criticism. Why are you feeling that? Why, why do you have to be this way? Why, you know, instead of that inner critic or judgmental attitude, having a self-acceptance of the feelings. Acknowledge the feeling, then being able to move on. Mourning for what, maybe maybe you aren't as strong as you thought you were. Mourning that part, you know, acknowledging it, but then moving on is key to, you know, really shifting out of those triggers that may have caused you to emotional eat. Like I said, you may be experiencing all these things. Your body is telling you like, hey, I need safety. I need comfort. I need love. I need belonging. And instead of you diving into that, you turn to food. You turn to that quick fix. And there's a reason why our gut, you know, is a source of a lot of those neurotransmitters, serotonin, dopamine, you know, our gut microbiome produces those precursors for those neurotransmitters that those happy hormones, those feel good hormones. So if we're eating foods that are comfort foods, they're going to create a lot of these false, you know, um, neurotransmitters and it confuses our gut and brain access, our gut brain connection. And there's a reason these foods are comfort foods. They're made to have us addicted, have us running back to them because they are created to be so incredibly addictive to our gut microbiome. And so these microbiome, they continue to take over. And they continue to affect that gut-brain connection. And instead of us craving good foods, healthy foods, nutritious foods, we're craving those comfort foods. Because the more you give it those sugary, salty, fatty, whatever it is that you're craving, the comfort foods, the more microbiome we produce that crave more of that. And so the cycle continues, you know. And the more of the bad microbiome we have, the more it just takes over. And in turn, you know, we create this, this ecosystem. We mess up. We, we affect the, the, the ecosystem of our gut bacteria. And that's a whole thing too. Like, and you affect your motivation, your energy, all of these things, because your gut and your brain are connected. So the more things that you're putting in that is affecting your your gut microbiome is exactly what you're going to get out. So like I've I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but if you've been listening to the podcast at all, like if you put the good gas in your BMW, if you don't put that cheap gas in your BMW, you put the Supreme 
the premium supreme, <laughs> why wouldn't you do that to your own, to your body? That is your, the, the way that you're going to get through life. The, the way that you expect to give your very best, to have all the focus, to have all the energy, what you put in is what you're going to get out. So put in the right fuel. Fuel your body up the right way by choosing foods and snacks and beverages that are going to really fuel you up. And so that was just a little rant on some AMP about the gut gut brain access. Um, I've done a couple a couple of podcasts where I talk more about it. Um, go ahead and check out last season's podcast episode with the gut health nurse. And we talk more in depth about that in the first season. Um, and I'll definitely drop that in the in the show notes. So lastly, I want to share some ways to have a healthier relationship with food. So like I said in the beginning of the podcast, it really comes back down to mindset. What is your belief around food? <clears throat> When I was in that state where I was using food to just fill up the empty places, to just give me relief temporarily, it was like I was running away from my feelings, from my emotions. I was too afraid to deal with the things, the the scary things that I that was going on in my life. I was stressed about nursing school. I was stressed about being good enough. I was still beating myself up over bad relationship choices that had I had made in my life. And I was mourning the, the relationship I had with my dad. It was like so many different things <laughs> that I had going on at that time while just trying to make it through nursing school. So it was just a lot for me to even just deal with just trying to, you know, excel in nursing school. It was just so much for me that I could not deal with all of those things personally and get through nursing school. I had to just kind of stuff down my feelings with my personal life and just get through nursing school. So the way that I did that was by calming myself, comforting myself with the pizzas and the and the the junk food and all the snack food, you know, that was one way that I would comfort myself. And I knew what I was doing wasn't right. I knew that I was kind of like self-sabotaging in a way. But I didn't really understand. Like they tell you in nursing school, you know, eat healthy food, heart healthy. You know, you learn these things, but you're learning them about your patients. You don't really see it for yourself. Until you get out into the real world, you start taking care of 40-year-olds, 30-year-olds that are like have heart failure and kidney failure. And you're like, wow, that could have been me. You know, like I, I've been, you know, in those same habits and mindsets as well. Until you get into, you know, taking care of people that, you know, may look like family members of yours or, you know, and then reality hits and it's like, I have to do better. Like I can't expect my body to run all these miles and I just continue to put the same cheap gas that I'm putting in it and expect, you know, the best results to come out. Like that just does not equate. That equation does not add up. <laughs> so for me to really look at it differently 
it took a reality check, which definitely happened uh, after I got out of nursing school and I start to see the the people that look like me uh, getting sick at a young age when I when it started to happen to family members of mine. And um, I just was not happy. I was in a place where I was just not happy, happy with myself, period. Something had to give. And it was right before I graduated. The only way that I knew how was to diet and exercise. So I knew that part. But I still struggled with my weight up and down. I lost the weight, but I still felt crummy about myself. I still felt like not enough. And it wasn't until I got into therapy and started really practicing self-care for myself that I was able to live a life not just of restriction, but of like a healthier relationship with food, really believing food was my fuel and I could choose to enjoy it. And I didn't have to live a life of just restriction and diets. I could have fun. I could enjoy my journey to becoming my healthiest self. I could choose to add to my life. I wasn't just taking away all the good foods, all the comfort foods. I wasn't just taking that away. I was actually adding more to my life, which is what you do when you add more healthy foods. Like when you add more color, more veggies, more plant life, when you add better organic sources, lean meats, when you're adding more healthy fats to your diet, you're adding more variety versus what you used to have, like which was always fried, cheesy, and salty. Instead of just all that, add more to your life. And when I began to see really all of the colors that I was that I was able to add to my life and all of the nutrients that I was in adding to my life and actually being able to, you know, actually add to my life. Like I didn't have to so much um, rely on these foods that were such of a comfort food, I was able, like I took responsibility that I could add more flavors, more spices, different kind of foods. I began to experience, you know, different kind of seasonings, Mediterranean foods, Indian foods, Asian foods. Like there was more variety in my diet. And that's what you need in your diet to have a more variety of a microbiome going back to our gut health to have a more to have more of a variety in your microbiome you have to add a more variety more of a variety of food to your diet and more fiber more healthy fats and it's 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 almost like you're taking back control you know you're not just falling for the ads and the commercials for Jack in the Box McDonald's and all of the, you know, all the junk food that's out there, you're choosing to be active in what you eat and what you put into your body. Not in a way to control your health, but to add to your life, to give you more energy, to give you more focus, to give you more better self-image. Because I know when I eat better, I feel better. I look better, you know? So why wouldn't I want to add to my life? Because when I when I eat those other foods, you know, when I was eating the whole pizza, Papa John's pizza and the Frito pie, I felt like crap. I barely got through my classes. I seed my way through seed, literally the seed, the letter C, seed, seed my way through nursing school. Imagine if I would have fueled myself up 
with healthier fats, better breakfast, hydrating more. You know, if I would have added more fiber, more, you know, more colorful, mineral rich, nutrient rich foods to my diet, how much more effective I would have been mentally, physically, emotionally, all the things, how much more effective can it be? And so now that I know these things, now that I've shifted and my mind has gone from restriction to more of like an addition to my life when it comes to my diet, I have better, a better outlook. Because it ain't like I just eat plants all the time, y'all. Like I have fun looking into new into new recipes. I enjoy time out with my girlfriends, but I make healthier swaps when I go out. You know, I enjoy going over to my family's house. I'll eat Mexican food, Nicaraguan food. You know, I'll have some of that, but I make it a better balance. And I look at things differently now. I'm like, okay, if I eat this now, how am I going to be feeling later? Um, and if I do choose to have the type of foods you know, like, a, you know, whatever sweets or whatever comfort food that I used to have. Like, I love pizza and tacos. Like, that was my favorite food. If I do choose to have those foods, there's no guilt associated to it. Like, that's something that I've had to cultivate, that I've had to work through. Because our society will have you thinking restriction, diets, Getting in the gym is the only way to be healthy. But in order to maintain that healthy and that skinny and that weight loss and that better self-image is to make a lifestyle out of it. How am I going to make this a lifestyle? How is this going to be something that I live out every day? Because the stress is going to (laughs) come. The boredom, the loneliness, all of these things are life. We are going to experience hard times taking care of our patients. You know, we're going to want to, you know, celebrate something. You know, nurses, we're always celebrating something at work. The food is always going to be there. The triggers are always going to be there. But it's how you live out your lifestyle, how you make this everyday thing is how you continue to live this wellness lifestyle. Because if you just strict here and just always on a diet, like you're gonna, you're gonna go over the deep end. Eventually, you're gonna want to have those foods eventually. So creating that lifestyle is key, y'all. So that's really what I wanted to share today. I hope it helped you because nursing life will stretch us. And our old coping mechanisms of emotional eating will not sustain us through this thing. It's not going to keep you going. Instead, choose to up level your self-care instead. And I want to leave you with a few tips. Like I said, I have my top three self-care strategies you can do today for a healthier and happier nurse life. All you have to do is click the link to practice these now, to access this self-care strategy right now. If you're a new nurse, if you're a nurse that's transitioning, if you're a nurse that's stressed and you feel like, okay, I never have time to do the things that I want to for my own health. I know how to save everybody else. I know how to get everybody else in line. But when it comes to my own health and healing, I'm lacking. I can never make it a priority. Do these three self-care strategies today. 
to create this healthier, happier nurse life. You don't have to live a life of burnout. You don't have to live a life of emotional eating. You can choose better self-care, and I want to give you the tools so that you can do that right now. Go ahead, click the link in my link below for your free gift. I'm not going to leave you hanging. Like I said, food is our fuel. So we should not just use it to fill in the empty spaces, the places of stress, the places of being worried, feeling bored, feeling lonely. Food is our fuel. And when we shift that mindset and, you know, deal with the things, the internal things that need to be dealt with and really look at food as an addition, I can add to my life. How do I want to add to my life? Taking responsibility is so key to living your healthiest and wealthiest lifestyle. And I want to give you the strategies to help you in that. So make sure you go click the link right now, y'all. If you have enjoyed any of this topic, I want to hear from you. What are some ways that you are creating a healthier relationship with your food? And how are some ways that you are being impactful in your community? What are some things that you are helping to hold others accountable? And if you want more accountability in your healthy, wealthy nurse lifestyle journey, Join our Facebook community, the Nurse Wellness Community, where we go live every week. I share more insights and keep you accountable in this Nurse Wellness lifestyle, y'all. It's been a pleasure. As always, make sure you connect with the online community. Click the three self-care strategies to start today so you can live your best nurse life. And I will see you next time, y'all. It's been a pleasure. I'll see you next time. Bye.